0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Siku Stadium. I learned how to say it today just so that we could get into snap judgments with some more accuracy after Ohio State won 43-30 at Maryland to move to 11-0 and set up an all-out war with all the stakes on the table next week against Michigan. Uh, Today was... I don't know what to say about it. That's Bill Landis, that's Jeremy Birmingham, and I am a moron. A moron. (laughs) Berm was correct. Maryland was ready to bring a challenge. Uh, Ohio State messed around for a half and didn't want to seemingly accept it. Um, Part of the reason seemed to be uh, Travion Henderson being not healthy and Ohio State continuing to play him. Whatever, I'm a moron. It was a tight game, and it doesn't. The score obviously looks like, hey, it's another double-digit win for Ohio State. Zach Harrison put the game away with a strip sack that Steel Chambers returned for a touchdown to push it out there a little bit more. 43-30 was the final. Take it away, Burn.
1: I think that my biggest like takeaway from this is that Ohio State essentially tried on one drive in the first half and then played for a quarter uh, basically in the second half and won by 13 on the road against a team that was sort of it cornered animal a little bit after the way they played the last two weeks to uh, Tua Tito, Talia, Tonga Viola, however you say his name, I, it's not, I'm not. i not being dismissive, I just don't know how to say it, uh, it was really, really good. He was, um, he was. And, you know, that's the thing, If we talked about it pregame, if you don't get to him early and you don't rattle that cage a little bit, then you can let him and his natural talent do what it does. and. Maryland has good receivers. They, they were more open than the Ohio State receivers were today. I'm sure there's a little bit of this in a lot of situations. <laughs> there's Whereas a that, lot of bit of that. But that's OK. That's what, that's what happens in college football. But generally speaking, I just think it's another game where Ohio State let a team that didn't belong in the game hang around. Kudos to Maryland. They had a great game plan. They had a really smart offensive approach. Get it out quick. Make Ohio State tackle on the edges, which again, pregame keys we talked about. Mm-hmm. Buckeyes didn't do a very good job of that, and, uh, you know, that, that kept it close.
2: I think Ohio State went uh, shot play to Marvin, 31-yard touchdown to Trevion Henderson, and thought the game was over. Yep. Uh, and it was very clearly not. Um, cruise control a little bit, I think, and, and it's not unheard of that they would be looking ahead a little bit or not be totally locked in to this game. Um, but, you know, I don't know. They won by 13. I don't know what's applicable from this to next week. Like, truly, like, if you get nervous about them, Maryland having 290 passing yards, like Michigan doesn't have receivers like that. I think they, think, like, they stopped the run pretty well today. I hope they, It's kind of a weird thing, and it's been true, I think, most of the season. They tackle running backs pretty well and don't tackle anybody else that well, and, <laughs> and Maryland kind of exposed them for that today at times. But um, I think they just would have been in a much better situation, you know, had they not tried to play Trevion Henderson, and they probably could have turned this into a game if they wanted it to be where it was – 28 nothing, 35-3 or something like that in the first half.
0: I also don't mean this to sound dismissive of Maryland. It will certainly come across that way. And I said right over there uh, before the game even started that the outcome didn't matter. Ohio State played like a team that knew that the this game didn't make any difference. They There was a lot of conversation during warm-ups about what was going on with Michigan and Illinois. Like It's easy for teams to say, hey, we're going to take everyone seriously and uh, not going to look ahead until this game's over I think Ohio State did get caught looking ahead, um, but how much of this really matters? Like they're not going to be caught slipping over the next seven days. They know what's coming. They've been preparing for it, um, whether they admit how much they admit it publicly or not. Uh, they've been preparing schematically, physically, mentally, emotionally for almost 365 days now. The only part that I will take out of this, I suppose, or the main part, is the health of Ohio State. Lathan Ransom broke his thumb on the first play of the game, had to come back. He got a cast on it. He wound up blocking a punt. But you can see some of the tackling is not quite the same if you have a broken hand. Tommy Heikenberg has two broken hands. That also sounds less than ideal for tackling. He is still a monster and doesn't seem to be letting that phase him at all. But those are some situations that are going on defensively. We saw what happened with Travion Henderson. And if Ohio State is going to not make adjustments when the health of Their offense is hanging in the balance. That's a problem because Trayvon Henderson is not going to be fully healthy next week. Mayan Williams is probably not going to be fully healthy next week. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I do not expect to play in that game. Uh, Matthew Jones left here in a walking boot and on crutches. Don't expect him to play at right guard next week at this point. Uh, That would be a major surprise. So, We talked about four hours ago about Ohio State being pretty healthy for the end of the season. Uh, They're not quite that way, right now, as you start to look ahead to next Saturday. Yeah, and you just think, I mean, I look at
1: today and, and even the little things that all year long were a, a matter of concentration. Tanner McAllister drops an interception. Uh, Lathan Ransom drops an interception in the end zone, and maybe that's because he has a broken thumb and maybe he didn't know how to catch it with a, a, a cast on. Yeah. But Maryland scored touchdowns on both of those drives, and you look at this game and it could have been a little bit different. Uh, just on the scoreboard if if Ohio State completes those plays. You saw early in the game there was a, a deep shot down on a post where the Maryland defender jumped in front of Emeka Ibuka and then it hit him right in the hands. It's just plays that earlier in the season I think Ohio State would have made, and I don't know if it's just a lack of concentration or looking ahead, but now you have to think about the things like injuries. I, I don't know how, you know, I mean, Enak Vamahi came in and did a great job in, in the final drive of the game. You know, Emeka Abuka made the toughest catch of the night that he needed to make to mm-hmm. basically ice the game away when he did on a third and seven. On, on CJ, kind of threw off his back foot, and, and he made a great catch. But you can just tell they were not entirely engrossed in this game. And it's easy to say we're not looking ahead, we're not, but they clearly were. Yeah. And, and you don't blame them for it. I mean, you can't blame them for it. They're only human.
2: So, yeah. I mean, I didn't. <clears throat> The, the final result of this game, like, margin-wise, I don't think really mattered. Get yeah. here, get a win, go home, and, and get ready for yeah, the one. Michigan doesn't care that they won 19 Yeah, Michigan yeah. messed around with them. I mean, I mean, Illinois is, is, a, is a good team, um, but Michigan messed around them. Like, they're hurt, too. Blake Horam got, got banged up in that game, so that'll be interesting to monitor. Um, the injuries are a thing, for sure, um, particularly kind of what they do on the offensive line now, assuming Matthew Jones can't play next week. The thing that's – the reason I am hung up on playing Treviat Henderson, and you kind of alluded to this, Austin, is – If they try to do that again next week, it's like it's going to go poorly. Yeah. You cannot. Travion can't play. I want to
0: get these numbers right for you, Bill. Yeah. I know in the first half, it was 11 carries, total of 19 yards. Oh, I ran the ball 13 times and Travion had 11. We know what the score was then. Dallin Hayden ran the ball 26 times in the second half and in total, 27 for 146 and three touchdowns. Travion had 11 for 19. Uh, He. He gets a lot of credit for being tough for sure yeah like i yeah. don't it's not his fault that they kept putting him out there at some point you have to say no especially when you're seeing the results with down hayden so
2: go ahead yeah i, I yeah that's what it is you have to guys want to play like i get there's a lot of guys on the team that are playing hurt right now miko buka cj Stroud said has been playing through stuff for most of this year like I, I applaud them for trying to do that but at a certain point you have to ask yourself what's best for the player what's best for the offense and, and uh, playing Trevion was was good for neither today. And I worry a little bit that they're going to try to play him next week. That they're going to try to play Mayan Williams, who we think has a high ankle sprain. Like he's not going to be 100%. And the problem with both of those guys uh, is that when they are hurt, it tends to accentuate what are their worst habits, which is being a little bit indecisive as a runner. Uh, but on the flip side of that, Dallin Hayden is not. And like, we, I don't know. If there's a little bit of hesitation in, among the coaching staff to put a guy like Dallin hayden into a spot like that but every time they've handed him the ball he's delivered and i think he needs to be the guy next week it's
1: just another example of what has sort of been an underlying theme all year and it's been ryan day and their coaching staff being kind of stubborn about things that they don't need to be stubborn about like you didn't need to play Trayvon henderson in this game chip train was here and healthy if he you wanted to give Dallin a the play ball. Then you let Chip get in there and, and run it. If if you're telling me that he's a guy that you trust enough to move to a running back, then at some juncture you probably should just give him the football. It couldn't have been less effective than Shavion Henderson was today. And again, I'm not trying to denigrate Trey. He played obviously he wanted to play. He's trying to be tough. He made some nice cuts on the on the 31 yard touchdown on the screen pass to him. I just don't think right now he has the confidence or the vision or the burst to play running back the way that he did a year ago. And if, if you're going to use him out there to, to catch the ball fine, if you, that gives him the ball in space and lets him kind of do some things one-on-one. But he's not the same running back he was a year ago for any number of reasons. And at this juncture, the, the coaching staff just has to stop banging its head against the wall. Yeah, they didn't use Xavier Johnson either, which I thought was
0: weird. That was a mistake. You, yeah. you know that the old hypothetical. Would you take an 80% this guy, proven star, over 100% anybody else? In this case, if you're talking about 80% or less Travion Henderson and 100% Dallin Hayden, there's literally no comparison. Uh, and whether that was just because Dallin Hayden was healthy or – and that's that would be the minimum – or that we're underselling the impact he can have because of his vision, because of his decisiveness, the ability to bend back runs, uh, Bill, that you've talked about with him before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy played a hell of a game. A hell of a half, I should say. Oh, yeah. um, and it was – like. The score, Ohio State could have won that game the way that I thought they would have if they played two halves like that, um, offensively at least. Uh, defensively, you know, they, as Berm said, they flipped a little bit of a switch. I think that they were spinning the wheel at cornerback because they're not sure who is the best option opposite Cameron Brown. Uh, we saw uh, Denzel Burke uh, make a couple business decisions in terms of tackling. Um, struggled out there. Then they, they moved on from that. They tried Jordan Hancock extensively. He got beat on a few deep balls, and those happened, of course, but didn't look fully uh, comfortable in coverage. And one of the busts last week, uh, I was told, was also something where he jumped in out. And it's inexperienced there. He's just moving back into it. They went to Jair Brown. I don't think the results were dramatically improved there either. So um, that's something that you have to get figured out. Like Michigan is – like J.J. McCarthy is struggling to throw the football – Michigan's receivers are like not going to be as good probably as what Maryland brought out here today, but it doesn't matter because if you blow coverages, yeah, pretty much anybody can take advantage of that. Well,
1: that's bottom line. I mean, you, I, I said it last week. I, I'll
0: reiterate it for them
1: to win a national championship. Cameron Brown has to be one guy. Somebody else has to step up. Yeah. I'm not sure who it is. Other guys on defense did step up. Zach Harrison played a great game, obviously had two, two plays in a row that ended the game for all intents and purposes with 18 seconds ago. And, you know, it seemed like Ohio State in the third quarter was when they, they started the half and like, hey, let's let's rush the quarterback. And they did. And it changed the game. And then they stopped and then they decided to do it again, uh, you know, the final drive finally. And I don't it was just I just not sure. Some of the decision making just seems funny. I, yeah. I don't get it And But they're 11 and 0. And this is a game that I think they would have lost a year ago. I, I really do not think this is a game they would have won. And this is probably the third or fourth game this year where I don't think they would have won a year ago based on just the way it went. So, yeah. you know, we can look back to 2014 if people want. And, you know, that there's a lot of mysticism around that season
0: and how- A lot of incorrect
1: mysticism. Right, it's a lot of revisionist <laughs> history because that, that team was not really great until the playoff. Uh, if you go back to 2002, when Ohio State won a national championship, it was like this every single week for the Buckeyes in 2002. They're, the expectation is now so high that any game they're expected to be perfect, and that's just not real life. And, and <laughs> you have to win games.
0: I look, think. look around the country today. <clears throat>
2: yeah,
1: uh, as we record this right now, Tennessee is losing at South Carolina. I mean, you know, Georgia I, won sixteen Georgia to won by six. ten. Uh, it, Alabama played just little sisters of the poor, so that doesn't count. Michigan, but Michigan wins by two on, at home. I mean, it, you know, it's a against a one dimensional team that ran the ball down their throat most of the game. It's hard to win every game, and uh, you're not gonna win them all pretty, but you have to just walk out of here with a dub.
2: Yeah, I think um, it, was a, it was a weirdly managed game, like um, situational stuff, like delay games and all that stuff, playing Travion. There were a lot of odd decisions, I think, from the staff. I think the player <laughs> – this might sound mean. Like, the players, like, rose above that a little bit, I, th- I think, today. I think that's um, fair. I think so, some individuals, too. Like, Zach Harrison, like, that play down here, that, not the, the strip sack that got the garbage-time touchdown was one thing. The play before that, yeah. he was just like, no, this game's going to end now. And it was a three-man rush. And they, Maryland actually has pretty good offensive tackles, decent offensive tackles. And he just, like, knocked that guy back with one arm and, and basically ended the game. Like, that's the stuff you want to see from, from a team that's just, like, had enough. And, like, is done with, with the foolishness and wants to get this game over with and go go play Michigan next week. So I thought that was good to see.
0: I asked Zach about that. I said, uh, what came over you there? And he said, well, JT told me right before we went out there. He said, if we get a sack here, the game's over. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> done. How about two? Uh, that'll put it away. I why they
1: shouldn't ask for that earlier. Yeah.
0: yeah. sometimes, you yeah, it's – Anything in life. You know, J- he walks up to Zach before every play. Hey, Zach, if
2: we get a sack here, it's over.
1: I also
0: <laughs> want to give credit to
2: the Ohio
1: State fans that were in attendance today. This game could have gotten a little bit weirder if there weren't more Buckeye fans here than there were Maryland fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am sometimes critical of the Ohio State fans at home. The, the group that travels is always great, and they outnumbered Maryland today. And at, at parts of this game where Maryland could have used their home crowd to really kind of make things difficult, they didn't have one. So, you know, I just felt like
0: Think that's worth noting. Yeah. Instead, everybody that showed up in Scarlet and Gray gets to go back to either Columbus or wherever they came from to support the Buckeyes with a win. The Buckeyes are heading back with one as well. Uh, the rivalry week has officially begun. The calendar has turned. Ohio State beat Maryland forty-three uh, to thirty. We're going to have a lot more coverage of that, of course, and uh, uh, we're going to talk plenty about the game as we get back to Columbus, Ohio, uh, starting with some Roosters. Um, Live show on Monday on the podcast and plenty of uh, written content at ohio ohiostate.rivals.com. Uh, that's coming from Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, and me, the moron, Austin Ward. <laughs> this has been Snap Judgments from Siku Stadium. Thanks for watching. We will see you later.